really is say this to whoever is uh, powering the simulation right now whoever's playing us sim style can you give us a break dude leave us or alone girl whatever <laughs> leave us the fuck alone and just let nobody die please for we're tired day. man we're yeah. tired welcome to joy tactics the podcast dedicated to all things joyful joyous and meeting as many celebrities as humanly possible hosted by eric rahill nate veroni and jack bensinger enjoy Nate, I feel like you should really do the honors. This is your wheelhouse here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I'll take it. Um. So, this week has been really special for me and for my family, just because, as you guys know, I'm British and <laughs> <laughs> and I try to hide my accent. It's really hard to do, but um. <laughs> yeah, this has been a big moment for me. The coronation <laughs> is happening this week. And uh, yeah, my king is, you know, he's the king now. My king. Yeah. What's well, you name? were saying a lot of people were like bummed for Queen um, Elizabeth to be, uh, to be dying. But you are kind of like, I'm di- I'm tired of her. It's time for the next. You've been a oh, king. Yeah. You've been a Prince Charles head since as long as oh yeah i was outside the fucking royal hospital when the queen was dying i was like die die (laughs) i was uh, i was rooting on you were the one standing out because most people were standing outside of that hospital throwing medicine they that whatever medicine i know hoping that some advil landed in her mouth or something because you know they they don't have advil in the uk they have something called paracetamol and so because ibuprofen is deemed too dangerous so people yeah we should be we should have checked some Advil two in the queen's mouth. Wow. Eric, Wait, that's a crazy ad, oh, ibuprofen is dangerous. Is, um, yeah, I think it's not. Uh, someone had an Uber driver that we know that was talking to them. They're like, every time you swallow an ibuprofen, it's like a grenade going off inside your body. Oh my well, god. So, you speaking of royalty, you know who's the royalty in the U.S.? The pharmaceutical companies. Oh yes, literally yes. So yes, how yes. King Pfizer, Queen, Queen, whatever the other AstraZeneca. ones are, AstraZeneca, <laughs> whatever. Is, uh, are they British? Um, no, that's a good point. Johnson who do Johnson. we? Who do we worship? Okay, we we come down. It's so easiest for for us to come right. down on on the UK. You fucking idiot! Yeah. You guys have a king queen. You fucking dumbasses. Yeah. Meanwhile, what are we worshiping? Corporations, money, celebrities. Tater material tots. goods highways yeah god yeah we're such losers we need to be more like the you fucking k we do okay. absolutely pub, and you know what pub I'm, life i'm not even scared for the decline of the u.s like everyone's just so frightened that the u.s is not going to be like you know the number one you know thing in the world and it's like just our model is the uk you know what i'm saying they used to be yeah. They were the last kind of superpower, yeah, right? Well, Before we us. Are the, we are the UK, right? Like, when the UK came over here, as far as I know, a bunch of British people got on boats and came over here to try to get something. And then what happened was, essentially, they fought. They said, we're tired of paying taxes. Let's be our own thing. So this, you know, this is Britain by all means. And some people do believe that. Um. Isn't there some law that says we're still Britain? Have you? Has anyone heard of this? I don't know. 
I don't know right. about that. That might be more of a conspiracy thing, but I'm not. I'll familiarize <laughs> myself and we'll get back to it. I read something crazy that British accents only became real after America started, like the United States of America started existing because they wanted to separate them, themselves, them from the colonists. Oh, and so what I don't they know. I, I read this somewhere. They were talking like this. And what about? <laughs> they were talking like pirates. Yeah, I think it was more pirate style. And then yo, uh, hey. Or, so wait, they went to like <laughs> they were like they it's to, mad brick out here. <laughs> yeah. They went to like accent classes or something. Like oh, we got to all so. like adopt this. So somebody had to invent an accent. Like right, wow. it's not worth looking up. But let's just pretend like that's the Jack. Truth. Jack, do your thing, dude. Like the solution, the accent revolution. You gotta well, invent a new accent. Wait, wait, wait. Trust me, trust me. It's on the way. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Can everybody please? This is a challenge, a real earnest challenge. Go through and do your best. British accent, gun in your mouth. Oh, uh, if well, you how am I supposed it, to speak with a gun over. in my mouth? Well, it's in the mouth at <laughs> the beginning, and that's when they tell you the command, and then they just take it okay. slightly <laughs> away from the mouth. And then you got that taste of metal up you in got there. The metal. Yeah, so put that in there too. And now just do a British accent. Yeah, be asking me for, be ordering a sandwich. Hello, man. I can only do it if I'm pissed off. Like I can only Whoa. do a British accent if I'm like it's like. Well, you you do that one shit. working class guy that it's we the heard wor- before. <laughs> yeah, the but no, we want we're doing this is the Royals episode, so we need to do oh, high yes. the classy class one. British. Classy. Yeah, none of that low class cockney well, well, bullshit. And don't feel bad about yourself when you hear this because we're trained thespians. We know right. the different dialects of the region, so this right. will just be a fun little uh, moment to show y'all what's possible if you study phonetics and whatnot. Right. Okay, so I'm I'm walking so, up, um, ordering a sandwich. So this is classy. So I'm coming up. I'm going. Yeah. Hello there. Um, <laughs> can I have a um? I'll have a little bit of a sandwich for me. So <laughs> can I get some cheese on it and some go? Nate, why that? do you why do you, why you do sound you sound like you you sound like you? Well, uh, I don't know. I if like this a little boy. You sound like you have the thickest glasses on the planet, like two inch, <laughs> two inch thick glass with the office space Coke bottle glasses. Maybe the that's what stapler, I mean. The stapler. Why, why do you look so tiny right now? For some reason, you look about eight inches tall, Nate. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I zoom. shrunk, dude. That was I, pretty I good, shrunk, Nate. That was real, real good. Sometimes I can really go off. It's just like it's a day to day thing. I feel like with British accents for me, yeah. like I can really go in some days. But I really like that lower class, that fucking poor peasant style British accent. That's where that I really wrong, can tap in wrong burgundy. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. That sounds like it should have been a British guy. <laughs> wow. Okay, so all right, all right, all right, Eric, you're uh, you're stepping up to the plate. All right, all right, all right. Um I'm ordering a sandwich or what do you want me to do? I think I I think you should go up and you're ordering a uh, let's say let's keep it British style you know you're you're ordering a, a cup of tea you know yeah it's tea time all right hello <laughs> hiya nice to meet you just just curious is are you still serving tea or are you closed. <laughs> Why are all of our accents like the most beta, like yeah. cuck version of like? Oh, you want to go alpha with it? I want, I want alpha. Uh, fucking yeah. Hiya, the- bitch. <laughs> are you closed? Do you walk in? Because the alpha is kind of the like Tom Hardy brawler yeah, yeah. 
the gypsy. Oi, there! You won't give me a fucking sandwich. Yeah. I. That's a little Goodfellas. A Goodfellas dish. <laughs> That's the good blokes. That's the good blokes. All right, Jack. All right. So you want me to be ordering something else? Because we got food. We got we a got drink. Got food, wine. drink. You are ordering a surgery at a right. drive-through window. <laughs> Eric just fucked around and said one of my old bits to me. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You're burning material? Eric's burning my old I'm material. I'm burning them for Jack. Um Yeah, that's one of my hilarious bits. No, no. You are um you just got in a fender bender with somebody and it's your fault and you're apologizing. Okay. Oh man, right in the back of the head. I can't, wait, that, <laughs> wait, 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 was that Australian? Jesus. That might have yeah. been Australian. That That's was. Yeah, I don't think I can do definitely. British. I think I only do Australian. Hello there. Wait. Yeah. I, I don't know. think I've ever heard you like do a accent. Right. Or any, you oh, know, I tear like, it up. Wait. I'm pretty good, but I don't know what I'm doing always. Hello, man. <laughs> it seems what's happened here is I've just ran out right in the back of the head in the back of the car. Car here. Now what's, what's going to happen? That's is, actually amazing. Well, I can't tell what which one I'm doing. You know, my parents had a family, a friend that they went to church with, who went to London for two weeks, and yeah. came back with a like uh, his attempt at a British accent, and as if like he had like absorbed the culture so hard, and he mm. still to this day speaks in that British. He yeah. might have, he that's a mental like illness. That's a mental yeah. illness. He might have eaten some bad food that got. You know, you know what I'm saying? When you drink like water and it's got bacterium. horrible toxins and the bacterium yeah, yeah. And invade your brain and change you. So. Of course. Prayers. Prayers to him. Prayers, prayers to him. Prayers. There's so many of my family. You ever think about this? Of like your parents, family, friends. Most of them got to be da- down by this point. Down for the count. Dead. Most of, Most of your parents, family are dead. Family friends? Just all those people you met at church when you were like six and they looked old as fuck. They're all gone. Oh, but yeah. you didn't get Most the definitely. memo. Yeah, you almost I mean? everybody I ever met growing up is probably dead at this point. Oh. Whew. Man, God bless. We this this episode's about the royals and how much we love the coronation, how much we love the process, but you know, and we were joking about the queen passing, but we were we were uh not ashamed to hear that, but saddened to hear that. Yeah, I heard she died yeah. much more painfully than we're led to believe. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, that's one of my jokes. That's one of my stand-up. <laughs> God, if we could just go into if we could just go into doing our, our stand-up act right now, it would yeah, just yeah. be. Why not? All right, let's do, you, do it. Do you think she here, had man. a quick death though? I mean, we can get into it because I I'm mean, curious. At that age, it might just be boom. Well, was the autopsy released? Let's Google it. Um, I don't Queen think they're. Autopsy. I don't they got to do it. No, they don't. They don't. They don't do an autopsy on the. Oh, you're not allowed to. The queen, no, no. I I just I don't know. I just want to send love to the royal family right now because people are like, I'm seeing people, working class people, get so pissed off about the royals and the expenses of the, because of the of the coronation and and kind of the bad optics of you know wasting money on a single family that doesn't deserve it 
but come on now. You know what I mean? We need these. We need these royals. <laughs> of course. They, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's what it is is it's human art. Like you go to New yeah, York City yes. and you see what's the best thing that ever happened in New York City? The vessel in Hudson Yards. It's this big metallic honeycomb. It looks like Halo Halo 5 honeycomb mm. or something. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, it's shut down right now because a bunch of teenagers committed suicide off the top of it. Right. But what a royal family is is essentially uh, a human structure. It's an organic uh, version of art. It's made out it of is. matter such as DNA, etc. Right. And well, you know what? what? Well, you you mentioned art, and I feel like art and royalty is so intertwined. Yeah. Because back in the day, you I don't think you could even create art without it being, you know, Any approval. A, basically the headshot of the king you know you had to paint right. that mm. there was nothing there was nothing that was art was so intertwined with religion and royalty and there was never somebody just doodling like a picture of cat dog right. or something like that or drawing like a dragon ball z character like people didn't do that back then <laughs> no right not as much not as much yeah, but they wanted to they wanted to but they right. couldn't well, what is it that, why is it that rich people love art so much and poor people don't? Like, if you go to a museum, there's hella wings of the museum named right. after, like, the Sackler family exhibit. Right. Where are the poor people doing that? Why is that? Because I, when you're rich, you have all your essentials, except for maybe love, oh. which you might not get through money, but which is what a lot of these millionaires don't realize, is that money can't buy everything. Can't buy me But the love. poor people are thinking about, whatever their next meal whatever all these things they can't be thinking about they can't get to that mindset of art because they have yeah. their focus and that's a shame that's why everybody yeah. should be rich and the three of us live outside of the confines of rich or poor or anything right. Right. we're we're all so middle class in well, the most best way no way. we're violently middle class yeah yeah no yeah <laughs> no look at what what's are on we my doing? head look at what's on my head Oh, Speak you're a for soldier, yourself, dude. No, this well, this is expensive. <laughs> I'm wearing. Jack I can see a knife going mail. right fucking through that thing. It's not possible. Maybe through here, but oh yeah, for <laughs> you anybody think that like okay, so Jack is wearing chainmail right now. Yeah. And, sorry, go ahead, Jack. Where you're gonna? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, that's what I was, I was just gonna, gonna say. say is... Like I was just gonna say, like that is supposed to prevent a strike of a blade, right? A bow and arrow. If you were right or a sword. Oh yeah, or correct. But I feel like on the battlefield, like <laughs> we're we're like battles. Did they did they kind of like outsmart like the you know the armor sort of situation? So it's like <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so much. Just like a bunch of medieval soldiers, and no one's dying because the armor's too good, and they're just, like, beating each other. With, beating the hell out of each other. Like, beating the fucking shit out of each other with swords, but nobody's, like, getting, getting yeah. down. Nobody's just getting dying. tired. It's just, yeah, it's just, who who's tiring out which uh, military fleet the, the, the quickest? And then you just That gotta, seems like yeah. fun. That How seems about like a good flip, time. On the flip side, if you were, like, a nobleman's kid, and you got right into that knight's program at age 18 you skipped ahead you got the nepotism knighthood and <laughs> nepotism knighthood everybody else on the battlefield whatever they've they've uh, earned their place on the front line they've uh, killed all these other people from other uh feudal estates 
and you show up to the front lines in the most craziest golden armor. Ooh. Right? And you have a crazy golden sword, and it's made to look like a dragon, and you look terrifying, but you're five foot six, so you, you didn't get enough vitamins back in your, in your <laughs> Well, that's big, man. And you're like, you fuck you, I'm going to show you what the fuck's up. And that's the first day a cannonball gets uh, unleashed, and you get your tummy oh ball blown out by a cannonball. You, the advancement of that war technology must have been crazy. I know we've talked about this before. And, uh, Why is that and, so oh. funny to me? Like a fucking. I came up with an idea last night. What? A valuable what? military idea. Um, I was hanging out with a chemist and we were talking about different chemical compounds and how you can use them to invent new drugs to give yourself uh, not just visual hallucinations, but auditory amongst others and well we were specifically so on the topic of auditory hallucination what you can do is you can take a pill and i don't know if i'm allowed to speak on this yet so i'm not going to say what the chemical compound is but what you do is you take it and it completely distorts the way that you hear sound for about six hours what yes fucking thank you and i had this idea and if the government is listening pay me which they are which they are which for sure we, what you do is, if there's an enemy area, you create a sound field that is so violently unlistenable to be in. And then ev- all the Americans take pills that filter out all the horrible noises. So they're the only people who can hear each other. And that's going to then, while everyone can't hear, they're plugging their ears. Ah, that's when you come in and just start slicing necks. Wow. Wow, is that dude. not a bad that's idea like, for the that's military? That's like the re- reverse Havana syndrome, kind of. That's what we were speaking on as well. It's so interesting to me, like the military frowns upon creativity and a, a, um, frowns upon individualism. Well. It's all about being a unit. But if they put more artists in these right. tactician roles, you know, joy tactics, whatever, strategist right. roles, we would have more podcasters. So many, <laughs> we would destroy the enemy so quickly. Well, look at the with our creativity. The IDF has an orchestra. The International De- what is- Are you oh, serious? Israeli Defense Fam yep. Yep. Famiglia. The Israeli Defense Famiglia. <laughs> okay. That's la- good. Had to laugh Very at that. good. Thank Very you. Funny. Thank you guys. Yep. Italiano. What do they have? What? What is th- I think just the IDF has flutes and saxophone and rhythm guitar I would I would be like really scared to see you know you know how you see like a violin like people who play the violin they have like a kind of twisted mind and you see a person when they play the violin and violin players are different than any other instrumentalist well they're vibrationally minded they're vibrationally minded right there's no (laughs) frets there's no separation of frets right just Just to tell you that vibration they're the most twisted individuals in the orchestra. And you see when they're playing it, their their faces are all mm-hmm. twitching and getting all fucked up. And yep. if you put one of those fuckers on I get it. Like put one of those people on the battlefield. Like they're they're like unpredictable. They're fucking they have a fucked up brain and mentality, dude. They're that's who they we got want the Baroque era like mentality where it's like I'm gonna if I i I'm interested in the violin, these are the types of people who wanna go just kill people. You know right. how like Michelangelo di Caravaggio, right? If you look, listen to his life. Sure, he was making making a bunch of paintings for rich people. What do you call that? Commissioning. But a lot of his life story is just going around getting <laughs> drunk and stabbing people and killing them. 
And that was more of like, okay, because it was dual culture back then and it was all good. Mm. Like you just challenge someone and whoever wins, wins. There's no like <clears throat> court, nothing like that. But I get that. I just saw a violinist uh, over at the Russian Samovar, lovely bar up in the New York City area. And yeah, he had hair that looked like it was growing out of all, all sides of his head. Scaring the fuck out of me. Moving his fingers all fast like a centipede. Making me bop up and down in my chair. Have fun. But there's How, something so emotional about like a violin, a fiddle. Have you ever heard someone go crazy on a fiddle? Uh, we don't really, we're obsessed with electronic and house music and dubstep. And we've gone so far away from the power of an acoustic instrument blowing your mind. Yeah. Shout out to um, Scary Pool Party. Oh, oh, that was sick. Yeah, Jack and I recently went to a show and um, a Scary Pool Party, he was by himself on the guitar. And he was, damn, remember how loud that was? That was that was assisted by some amplifiers. Sure. But people were bowling. It was at one of those, uh, the Brooklyn Bowl, where you can bowl and listen to rock concerts. And I looked Get at, out of town. No. Yeah. Yep. And so literally during like some emotional moments of the like, of the show, you'll hear, it's just like, it gets quiet for a second. And then you hear like, the, the pins getting crushed. <laughs> and, like, it's a crazy setup. Somebody saying happy birthday. Right before uh, this this scary pool party started their set, I believe. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. And that was funny. That was funny. But anyways, music is so powerful. Music is so very powerful. Music is more powerful than anything on the planet. Trust me. You go into the woods of a lost culture, lost culturistas, they're going to be singing. Lost <laughs> culturistas. Uh, I just came up with that. I just came up with that. I don't know how. Um, they'll be singing. You go everywhere in the world and they sing well. Have you all ever seen the people sing uh, who are out on the... What island is it? I feel like it's It's not Laos. Maybe it's on one of the islands of Indonesia, perhaps. But there's rumored to be one of the last cannibal tribes and there's some other tribes that there are there that aren't cannibals and one of our favorite oh, content yeah. creators drew binsky was there a while back um and these people were singing as they were walking around the forest and i'm thinking every single one of these people sounds like amy winehouse and it's not being recorded and monetized Wow. We need to get microphones out into these woods and start sampling and remixing these people. Not, I hate to see something go unmonetized like that in the jungle. The I bet there studio. were some crazy singers back in the day. You know what I mean? We'll never know. We don't know about the amazing singers. That's the problem. Maybe their name got written down, but like we don't know what they sounded like. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and start recording all these young, hot 21-year-olds that were... Whoa, whoa, you know, whoa. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> why I want to I want to hit get the Whoa. ugly ass fucking. <laughs> I just mean like te- like teen get the teen pop stars back. In the oh day. oh I mean, oh oh. No, you know what I'm saying. The teen pop stars of 1200, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Get, the boy course. band. You know what I'm saying. Oh, right, like, right, right. Yeah. Well, the life expectancy was so much lower back then that a teen pop star is like a four year old back like then. Like a four year old. Right, right, right. Right, and that, which by the way <laughs> they can tear. The four year olds. Oh, oh my god. They can sing too. Could you imagine? Like people, li- people still live to be like 
75 years old. It's just that like, can you imagine being like 70 years old in a time when everyone lived to be oh my God. 27, you know? You would think you're a god. Hell no. That would be crazy. You'd be like, is this going to end? Like, is my life ever going to end? Like, I'm living <laughs> forever, pretty much. Like, this is impossible. Yeah. This is impossible. Wait, did you guys see that video? This was this popped up recently, but it was a British choir, and they were they were singing. <laughs> they were at the... Like some small bank in Britain and they like stood up during one of their like shareholder meetings or something like that to protest and they uh sang a parody of what's that? It's that Spice Girl song like Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a They were like they sang a parody of it, but it's like stop fossil fuels and it's a bunch oh. of like old british people like and they crushed it a weird weird owl <laughs> style they crushed it they did amazing and like more people pop up as the songs popping off like in the meeting and right, i Nate. was like man what if that like changed the world like you know what if that one act like you, you don't know you don't you know. just don't know okay nate so you're in a room right now you got leonardo dicaprio joe biden um, Alana Glazer comes to mind, not sure why, but a bunch Drew of really Binsky. powerful Drew Binsky, uh, Drew Barrymore, Galileo's back, all of these people, basically <laughs> whatever. They're all chilling. James Charles. Yeah. James Yeah. James Charles. Anyways, so you and you get they make the sad, unfortunate mistake of giving you the mic. Maybe it's a wedding or something. And right. you have you this is your moment to sing a parody. I gotta come of... up with a parody to a song right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, dude. All right, come that's up one with of the easiest things, Nate. Of... You know how much. This. You know how, year, how many years it Nate, takes. Nate, I'm gonna hook you up. Not Wichita Lime. Wait, uh, yeah. Let's pick a nice classy song. Um, fly me okay, to the fly moon. me to the moon. <gasps> Did we say the same song, Eric? Fly yes, me yes. to the oh, moon. Fly me. Well, to it's the got moon. a. All right, let me. Hit we the just said the same com. song, dude. Yeah. That was awesome. All right, moon rhyme. Watch, we should I'll be friends. One fucking second, dude. <laughs> okay, fly me to the moon, and then but your cause, but your cause, and your your cause is so getting hilarious. rid of plastic spoons. Getting rid of plastic spoons. Oh wait, <laughs> I just hooked you up. Oh, it rhymed. Uh, uh, yes. Wait, wait, I'm I'm protesting plastic spoons in this parody. Yeah, song? what are you googling? Get me, uh, get me, get. <laughs> Get away these spoons. Let get them away, please now. Plastic is not good. Uh, that's when Leonardo DiCaprio's bodyguard takes out the sod off. <laughs> During the parody fucking pop up. Yeah. If we ever had the, the opportunity, spot parody protest. Oh. I think I think if the three of us ever and we will once we have the opportunity to make a feature film, not that one's not already coming out this year. Uh, once, basically, what I'm saying is there's going to be a lot of main characters getting murdered by a gun, more than oh. you'd realize. Oh yeah. Whew. Um, okay, if I was in that good. room, I don't think I would do a parody. If I wanted to make an impact, they didn't know who the fuck I was. I was surrounded by all the celebrities, all of the policymakers, all the lawmakers. I would put a some type of amplifier on myself to make my voice much louder than it seemed, but it's hidden, so they can't see where that why the sound is so loud. And I would just get, I would stand up and start kind of singing in some language no one's ever heard. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
would work. Swing around. And then basically, whatever, I would disappear myself and myself somehow in a way, not violently, but in my life, right there on the spot. What the fuck? In my coat, they would find a manuscript, and the manuscript would have all of my my commands and then be saying like and violence <laughs> and <laughs> global warming and this and this and they would be so terrified that they would think maybe i came from the future maybe i was very much more important than i <laughs> that's am. a good you know point confuse i do know what you're saying you know what that started out like there's no way this is going to be a good idea but totally if you do some like uh stuff that can only be explained by you being from the future or being god or something like that yeah yeah, that's a good idea. Would, if I no, put like tattoos would, all on me in a different type of language, they would chuck your. They would cut to it's like cut to you doing that. It's cut to you being chucked into a dumpster. You are fucking. <laughs> they find a little piece of paper with some stuff, some Bam Margera scribbles on it, and they crumple it up and throw it, throw it away. They throw your fire. fucking ragdoll body, just body it right into a dumpster. <laughs> the manuscript Honestly, the, is like it goes. Don't into even the call the authorities. Trash. Right, right let's away. make a if if the first alien comes to Earth and they're in my line of sight, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna record whatever this and that? The first I'm gonna alien, bully. You mean the million billion right, alien? To of come course, down? of course. If I see an alien and it's our first like interaction publicly or whatever, I'm gonna humiliate the fuck out of them. That's my plan. I'm gonna yeah. just put them barbecue Dontario Hunden uh, style. Oh, what happened to him? He was so. He's, funny. I think he's he got. Still, he's a little okay. anti-vax or something. Dontario, no, he's you're still obsessed popping. with him, Nate. You, you were the one who showed me him. Dontario Hun. I think it's Hunden. H-U-N-D-O-N. Just look him up. He is from Chicago, and he is the best roaster. Talk about Don Rickles, like move aside, man. Yep. This is the this is the modern day Don Rickles, who by the way is yep. fucking I love Don Rickles. Oh Don Oh, you mean this Don, Don Rickles, Rickles dude? has more Riz than any person oh, on the planet. Rickles God. book. He looks like the do you all remember when Tommy Pickles had a dream or something about having a new sibling and they're like this big scary baby monster? No. No. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Does it look like Don Rickles? Yeah. No, not really. Dude, Eric, oh. I, did a, I did a bit one time in Chicago where I was loud, and I hid one of those uh, tour guide microphones in my shirt. You did? Yeah. So I was in, I was unexplainably loud. And This, this was the Loudman's? Uh, oddly enough, yeah. The Loudman's Live? Well, back then it was Loudman's Pizza. And that was when Connor O'Malley shout out was in town, and we would put. I got I got a bunch of uh, thrown away metal trays, and people come order pizza, and it would be all loud. Sketch. Damn. Shout out to sketch comedy, the royalist form of comedy. Jack, you just sent Nate and I a video of a holy fuck sketch that we did with our what was that? The tape clothesman. Tape clothesmans. <laughs> all right, so I would do this. I'll let you in on a little bit of my process. This is a little behind the scenes, Chicago. Pretty much every week we had a wonderful show called the Holy Fuck Comedy Hour. Do some a new sketch show every week and yeah, um, with a big a big old cast. And I would usually use the setup of uh, I would be a boyfriend meeting a family for the first time, but something would be off about me. And one of those times I did something called the tape clothesmans where I taped my clothes onto the front of my body and the back was all naked. And then I got the good idea for me to be normal, do it again, but this time I'm normal and I'm weirded out because 
all the other six people are on stage are all tape closemans. And Nate and Eric were in there with the booties out. And Nate, <laughs> Nate, you stopped doing any type of interaction. You just stood downstage center turned around and started just flexing and unflexing your booty over oh my over god again. the wrinkly butt you had that wrinkly booty i had that wrinkly thing that was <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> that was my enjoyable. uh my ass is so back then at least was so little i had that little hank hill build but now you got the bbl <laughs> now you now got, the got that BBL. mount vernon you got the mount vernon ass you got that donk well, what's the most creative? I, one time, and, I took an improv class with the guy that had the fattest ass I've ever seen, <laughs> and everybody no comments. It was the no, I I can't prove it to you, but this guy had one fat ass. Shout out to <laughs> him. Good, good for him, man. Good for him. All right, all right, we can move. I on. I do want to get thick as fuck. Like I would. Do you really want to gain mass, Nate? Yeah, I I feel like yes. More than How? anything on the planet, I, I don't think it's possible. More than anything on the planet, it's of course it's possible. I don't think it is. Possible. The way my ass is structured and shaped, it just it feels well, you like you just want to gain muscle or mass on your ass. I want to gain like mass a on my ass. Uh oh, start the beat. Start the beat. <laughs> mass on my ass. Slob on my ass. <laughs> Slob on my. Ass. I just I was like about to start and I ran out of gas immediately. <laughs> mass on my ass. Don't be crass. Uh, your ass is grass. Remember, me- remember that game, uh, the Do Run Run, the improv game? No, I didn't ever do embarrassing shit like that. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. Yeah, let's do something else. By the way, I think there's... Do you guys see Bo's Afraid? That Ari No, Ashton? I didn't see that. No. Not I, yet, not yet. This is this is going to ruin something. No, it's well, not going to ruin something. But it's gonna, I think they play... There's like a Zip Zap Zap game going on that I saw off to the side. In, Humiliating. In Zip Zap Zap. And Zip zap zap. I'd rather play smoke 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 and chill out yeah, at Ari some celebrity's house. Drink 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 Was drink. The, I don't do shit like that. At some point? I'm always up in the stand up clubs, even when I was nine. <laughs> Did I tell you guys I when I was a uh, in, you know in sixth grade through high school, like everyone was like, "Oh, you're so funny, Nate." Like. You should do stand up, and everyone would tell me that, like, because I was like the the ridiculous kid. I was. I was I was acting a fool on the bus in the classroom. Everyone was like, "You need to do stand up. You need to do stand up." Yeah, Nate, you should go by the ridiculous kid. That sounds <laughs> the ridiculous kid. <laughs> and I was like, I had this vision of myself where I was like gonna go to. There's this club called the Funny Bone in Columbus, and uh, I don't know if it's still there, but. It's like a chain, stand-up chain. And I was like, I'm just going to go there one night. And I had no idea how it worked. I thought I could just, like, show up. Like, I think I had the idea of, like, an open mic in my head. And I thought they were just going on every night. And I was like, and I wrote out this entire stand-up set that would have, if I would have done this, I would have been scarred for life and never done comedy ever again. Like, it <laughs> What was, were some of the jokes? It was like. I had this whole bit that I had like gotten robbed like on the way over to the stand up. Uh, maybe people, you know what? I've seen kids do stand up, and I probably would have crushed just out of like people like, you know, when a when a child gets up at a, at a at a stand up event for adults, which I've seen happen before. Everyone just is like, oh, it's like this is so funny that you're even here, and we're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because I don't. We <laughs> you're heckling them. And- I'll heckle them if it sucks. <laughs> but i would have just been just 
just so embarrassed if I would have done this set. And, um, but I had this folder of all these jokes. I would write stand up jokes all throughout high school. And I had this huge folder of like a, a set. And they were just, um, they were bad. That's all right, man. Yeah. Um, that, that made me think of a moment of humiliation for me that probably should have stopped me from, from performing, but, uh, but it but didn't. It didn't because you have this, you have, you nothing can take away your creative spirit. It or, can't. No, it really can't. Nothing can take it away. Not even death. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, there's just there's a thing called Mister E W H S, Mister Evans Woodway High School, every year. That was like I think he probably had this something like this at your high school, where like a bunch of guys compete to become the Mister Swag of the high school, whatever. Doing it's like a talent what? show just for guys. Have you seen this? What? No. <laughs> An all male talent show? <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't have. Where you like become Mister High School. Re- this is when you realize this is not happening anywhere except yours. You all didn't have that, and you had all those kind of like predatory agents come and like what the fuck? <laughs> what? No, no, no. I, it was just like a fun like. Uh, I mean, it was a blast. One of the best things I've ever been a part of. Hmm. Uh, no, but it's like a, it's like um, I don't know how to explain it. But this guy, I, I think I've told the story on here before of how I would sit at like the popular kids table at the end of the at the end of the table and just not say a word. Cause I couldn't find anywhere to sit. So I would just sit with them and like was always too afraid to say some loser behavior. And one of them was like kind of nice to me and he was doing Mr. EWHS. So Mm. he asked one of the other popular kids, he's like, I want two like guy dancers on the side of me as I do like my song or something. And so I was like, okay, we'll get the outfits together. And like, you know, I told a humiliating story on the Patreon episode last time about jean shorts. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wearing jean shorts again in this. And the idea was we'd be on stage, like dance with him and being all funny that we're dancing in short shorts uh, in the year 2008. Yep. And the way that the stage was set up, all the other like kind of popular kid got in a light and he was like, looked at me and he's like, you could go over there and just do it kind of over there. And it was like in the dark behind one of the pillars. <laughs> And so when he went and did his song, we were supposed to be his like backup dancers. But I was so in the dark and behind the pillar that I can guarantee you almost nobody saw me doing my thing. And I was dancing, moving my hips all around. But I guarantee you no one saw my ass. And I remember just God, getting all yeah. feeling so red hot as a red as a beat, sweating. It's, yep. We have to go through these things. We have to go through these things that are humiliating and make you feel low. Right. Totally. And can I say real quick, where are you bouncing that, back from? Can I just say that you mentioned uh, a story that you had told on the previous episode, which is on Patreon, which is through our, um, we put out our first e-course. And, yes, uh, people, love, and people I love the fuck out of that one. And I am, uh, Can't st- I it. mean, I, I knew this, I knew that this was going to change people's lives and you guys all doubted me. You guys were like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, but the amount of the, the, the support and the, life-changing testimonies that have came in from the patrons has been just it's, it's been astounding astounding it's clinically been a, and wonderful can i say i think we're going to con- continue this e-course series in the next uh topic i think is going to be grief so if you've lost somebody <laughs> or if you're planning on losing somebody pretty soon, you're going to want to sign up and see what the fuck we have to say about losing people. And even if it's not a person, by the way, sad. you can grieve a, a piece of your personality, a plant. Yeah. A, right, a, a right. Furniture, your dignity, 
food. Right. Um, could be, yeah. Could be anything. And this so. is also going to be an Eric solo uh, episode. He's gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a sort of a one man. I have a mod, like a two hour monologue I do about grief, even though. Yeah. And I wrote it before I lost anybody, but it still holds a lot of truth. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a show. It's not a. It's not a live show he does. Yeah. It's like something that he'll do for us over dinner and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But kind since you've lost hostage. many people, weirdly, ironically, uh, you've lost I'm, many people's after post post writing that monologue so yeah. it's kind of weird to see where you're at now you're ready. after losing so many friends and the universe writers. picked you because you're brave and uh, i'll tell an embarrassing story let's hear it please here we go <laughs> well the first ever open mic i did let's just say it wasn't an open mic whoops i was about something years old maybe 17 or so out in washington dc i go i find this bar irish bar that has um comedy night kind of and so there was a stand-up show and then before that there was a competition and whoever had the funniest joke um you know got like 20 bucks worth of free drinks or something and i thought that meant it was like an open mic competition but it was was like drunk people from the audience would get on stage and tell one one joke like a one-liner that you've heard before not even a minute not even 30 seconds you know and I went up there and I did <laughs> like a three minute set. And crushed. And, no. I didn't crush. It wasn't even what was going on. So everyone was just kind of worried. You know, they knew. I think everybody knew what was happening to me. And we all just <laughs> had to get through it. I was doing, God. I think, some jokes about maybe mm, Scott Pilgrim or something. I can't remember. And that didn't phase me at all. And I think that's how I knew I was built for this because it was just kind of the next thing that I wasn't good at. I was like, okay, I would that didn't go well, but same, same with all the other stuff. So, whatever. And that's how I knew I could do this, y'all, because I could be really bad at it. Because you could handle the. Yeah. That's the main skill. That's the what they say about pro skaters. Skill. They say this about pro skateboarders. What they're really good at it is is it. Uh, what they're really good at is, <laughs> is falling. They know how getting to fall hurt. with know how to fall without getting hurt. Oh, and shit. that just damn happens. that is that is kind of. I think that's what I would say I'm good at, but I think I do get hurt when I fall. I think I'm a little sensitive. Uh, no, yeah. Why not. did the we are the most like comedians <laughs> are the most sensitive people on the planet, but yeah, I know we are in the business of public humiliation and pain. And that's basically you. You get more pain than pleasure, more pain than success. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all hundred percent just uh, complete humiliation. Well, you and know, we do some... it not for ourselves, but for others, which is I think the most important thing. Like, why do y'all think right. we're doing this? Why I think because like I don't give a fuck about podcasting. I want to be silent and be sleeping all right. the time. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing this. <laughs> Before we Same did the man. podcast, Eric was just like basically a monk. Like, yeah, yeah. We we pulled Eric out the straight out of yeah Tibet, out of the mountains of Tibet, and he was ready to go. We I want to try that all. crazy honey everything. from Tibet. That crazy ass work. honey. You can buy that, work. that psychedelic. You can buy it online. That psychedelic honey. I want to dunk a whole Big Mac in it. <laughs> the biggest honeyest <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> the biggest honeyest. <laughs> The biggest, most honeyest dip anyone's ever done. Is that a world record uh, yet? Biggest honey ma- dip? Probably not. <laughs> That's hurt hurt my teeth. To you gotta we should we should do a mukbang with honeycomb. 
I would love to. Do, we should mm. do the uh yeah like the ASMR based because we did McDonald's, but yeah one that's more aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, leave it in the chat. What do you want to see us crunch on? Honeycombs. Right. Do you want it did to? Did you guys know that beekeepers live the longest of any profession? And why and is yet, that? And yet they're so endangered because of the stings. Well. Well, I can explain it to to you. Can I explain it to you? Please. You guys both know this. I'd love that. I think it's because it has to do with stress. And these people are working a high-stress job where they have little bugs with needles on their asses trying to get all up on them all the time, sting them. Sting them. Mm-hmm. And these beekeepers have to be, they have to relax the shoulders. They have mm. to breathe out slowly. They have to just breathe and get the work fucking done. And they don't have time to be stressed. And stress actually is uh, toxic to their profession. And so they can't be stressed. So they have low heart rates. They're, they've got amazing blood pressure. Is that correct? That's actually wrong, Eric. But <laughs> that's, awesome that's completely wrong. Can I Why is it? Why um, the hell Jack, is go it? ahead and give a guess. Why, why are beekeepers, why do they live the longest of any profession? Because they don't get, okay, I have a couple guesses. One is that they don't well, get don't into get it. One. All right, well, let me do three. One is because they don't get into it till they're 100. Another one is because they walk around a lot in nature where the oxygen is amazing. Um, another guess is that maybe honey is good for you. Another guess is that... Oh, you're done. No more guesses. Okay, right. so let me just assess all of them. The first was wrong. The second was wrong. The third was wrong. Here's what's going on. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> God, don't ever be a teacher, Nate. You got the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're hurting us, dude. We're trying. Not not feeling good about this. This is why beekeepers live the longest, is because bees emit some sort of frequency. No. And this frequency is a healing frequency. I'm you buying bees why. right now. Why do bees? Why do we need bees to basically um, fertilize? flowers and they make the world go around we need the bees right aren't they in a crisis right now they're in danger to some shit and we're being so mean and disrespectful to the bee population well guess what these bees are magical creatures we should be worshiping them because they emit some sort of i don't know they have some kind of healing type of thing that that they they put out this just changed so much nate because there was a bee on my leg earlier today i'm not kidding and I've swatted at it. But if I'd known that, from now on for the rest of my life, I'm not right. kidding about this. I'm going to be happy when there's a bee on me and when right, there's a bee right. around me and my wow. friends. And that's a good metaphor, right, guys? Because bees have stingers and we are afraid of them. But why are we afraid right. of the thing that could, of, we're afraid heal to us. heal? Are we afraid because of, of risk? Because of the risk, yes. We're afraid of the risk of pain. But here's the thing. Mm. You're not getting out of life pain free pain is coming well, for you <laughs> horrible things are coming for you needles if it's not a bee sting it's something emotional and you can't <laughs> escape it and you can run away and you can swat away all your problems but guess what when it yeah. comes and finally gets you it's going to be agitated and it's going to hurt worse so i say this every episode let yourself be swallowed by the pain and let yourself drown yes. in sorrow and stress uh and just embrace it because that's what being alive and is all because, about, is finding peace and pain. And you won't just find peace, but you'll find healing. Because when the bee is close and when it's yes. stinging, you know, that's where your 
closest to the frequency. Sometimes it hurts because you're so close. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that either. Um, it hurts because you're so close to the source. And it's like you're. It's like when you put ointment on a boo boo, right? The, the uh, <laughs> oh yeah. It hurts to touch it with the cream, right? But the healing cream. The healing. When does cream. a boo boo become like a like wound? a gaping wound? You know? Can you call? I'd like, say at about two inches. Two if inches. If somebody took a shotgun two to the face, wide or deep? That's not a boo boo, right? Well, that's a no, large boo boo. Death, deathly wound. I think. <laughs> God damn. I got a boo boo. Oh. Boo boo definition. Honey boo boo. Remember honey boo boo? No. Honey boo boo is a full grown adult. Oh, yeah. Right now. She is. Shout out to adults. Keep it going. (laughs) Shout out to fucking adults. Shout out to all the adults out there. (laughs) Let's bring it back to the the royal family. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a set. How old is Mr. King Charles? Oh. He's something like he 70. Fucking... He's not got long on the throne. King Charles imagine? is the new one? He's only got yeah, a I think second so. on the throne. And I'm getting bad Could energy you imagine from him. imagine being that old? I mean, good energy from him. Let me Google image him. You saw that, he is... that finger, right? Oh, that oh well, I was just about finger. to say. He's, He's got, got a large one. Swollen, he has the most swollen sausage oh. fingers on the planet dude. salad fingers look it up look up king charles's fingers they're crazy okay. they look like they kind of look like like yummy like a little bit like kind of oh wait bone. a minute let me let me look them out then Chin king charles fingers they look like you could put some oh, Dijon mustard on them <laughs> oh wow oh, king, they do king look- charles oh, is apparently whoa. pissed at the at the coronation about something god damn it his hands think, look very i think he's kind of a i don't know if he's the the most jovial person what kind of sauce she, would you put on his hand sorry i would put some i don't know I, I see i love the royal so much but just looking at his face is making me angry so i take back what i said he looks like he's from the 1200s he looks like one of those ancient bitter kings the type of king well he is because like. they preserved their bloodline you know they they have that, uh, that inbred style bloodline right. to preserve it riz Listen to this, because you know they have lip readers now, these things, and they can see what these people are secretly saying. Of course. King Charles apparently grumbled this, we can never be on time. And and then he also, uh, lip reader saw that he said this, there's always something. Piece of shit. Piece of fucking shit. Could you imagine Ungrateful bastard. You're the, you're the fucking mean? king. This should be the greatest day of your uh, life. I mean, like, dude, chill out. You think? I bet there's some sexual ceremonies, by the way, that we don't know about that would piss us off royally. Oh, and I if know we about found it. out any bad wrongdoing, we would be all up in that Wimbledon. What are they? Not Wimbledon, but uh, <laughs> yeah. tennis match. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bad? The Buckingham the Palace. Palace oh, Buckingham. All crazy. They sound the same. He's Secret probably getting sucked off, sucked by a chicken right now. <laughs> <laughs> the royal chicken, the fattest what are you chicken. Talking about? Chick- the oh chicken. my god, they got a they got a secret brand of chickens with the craziest ri- craziest, the craziest lips. Well, let's not talk getting about that. It. All right, let's not talk about chickens like this. Let's not. The glottal, <laughs> the glottal, the waddle, <laughs> the waddle, fucking swinging around on your. I had a dream I can't even bring <laughs> up right now. Recently. 
Then don't. Then don't. Right, don't it bring up. it up, dude. Let's move on. Let's All move right, on. Please, now. let's move on right now. But much love to you, King Charles. Much love to uh, Prince William, who will soon be king. Yeah. I will say this. You out- let's take yeah. a moment of silence for this. Remember Princess Diana? Yep. Was she Carrie Fisher in Star Wars? No. She would have been queen if she hadn't have been in the car accident. Oh, really? Yep. And she was the only real one they had in that damn family. You know what I'm saying? Right. In terms she of going to the bars and stuff. She was the only real one. What's that? She in went terms to, bars, of going to bars, went to college. She, she broke all tradition. You know what really? I mean? And they didn't like so that. You, and so no, they, they put didn't her in a like car that, accident. did they? Uh, she was and in a took, car accident. And so they took her out via car accident. Is the theory? I think there are the, people do wonder: was it a hit? Is there a chance that almost every death that has is ever happened is a hit? A hit from the other dimension where they're Humans pulling the strings and pressing the buttons on that's our right. lives. Humans don't really pass away. This is an interdimensional hit every time. It really Can is I say this to whoever is uh, powering the simulation right now, whoever's playing us sim style, can you give us a break, dude? Leave us or alone. Girl, whatever. <laughs> Leave us the fuck alone and just let nobody die, please, for one We're tired, day. man. We're yeah. tired. Good God. They need to hear this. I know. That's what I mean, praying is. Like... You know how they say, like, you need to be, you know, that's an ancient style of manifestation is prayer. I think that we need to bring back prayer because maybe that is kind of the direct, maybe the the Sims player is kind of listening for stuff like that, you know? When you're praying out, you're saying, dear God, dear Sims player, you know what I'm saying? Like, just give me a goddamn break right now, man. I really don't need this shit. You've been putting out a fucked up shit in my life right now. I feel like the guy who's playing us is named Balek. Balek? What did Mm -hmm. you mean? What do you mean by that? Just kind of like some alien name. I don't know. Oh, I see you know what you're what saying. Mean. Okay. Nate was just telling me about it. Well, we're doing a whole episode on aliens. Yeah. I know we already brought this stuff up, but that Should stinky, you're talking Wait, about that stinky Jesus alien that I, oh, Christ, just, dude. I feel like uh, I like alien shit a lot and I'm interested I in it. I love it too. Jack is not as interested about... as us. I don't care. Well, I'm so <laughs> hyper fixated on where the stock market's going that time shit like that is like, okay, we can think about it, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> This is the craziest thing about this. I watched a documentary on uh, an aliens called um, Moment of Contact or something. And the biggest takeaway from this is that there was people that came in contact with an actual alien on the ground. It Certified, was Jack. Certified. It was slimy and oily. No. And Where? it was scared. <laughs> Where? It was scared. It was in Brazil. It was, it was scared. Oh, I know these no, guys. No, no, no. That's why it, it stank, dude. It was and stinky. It was stanky, hormones. dude. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing. This takeaway. is in the, Everyone in, the was eight, like, in the seventies or something? No, in the nineties, dude. The nineties is what I meant. Yeah. I think I think we've talked about how <laughs> aliens probably smell like shit before on this podcast, but this has to be a predicted like, this it. alien. This alien stunk. Well, hold on. Why must we always catastrophize, right? Why? Why spend our mental energy this way when we could just as easily say, what if aliens smell like pizza? <laughs> no, they don't, man. They smell like they weed. Smell like, they smell like rotten <laughs> eggs. This is me if I saw an alien. Imagine being an alien and you're about to like touch down to Earth. You've never seen anything like what yeah. we've got going on. And the first thing you see is me going, ah! 
Oh, yo! Yo! Yeah, Imagine man. How that's embarrassing what I'm saying. that would be. No yeah, wonder they don't come down here. That's what I'm saying about humiliating an alien. If I see one, is like I just know they're not going to be ready for what we, for what I'm going to think of them. Right. <laughs> they're going to get the a yo Joe Byron. The Joe Byron guy will will he? <laughs> he will be the first person to see an alien. I swear yeah. to God. Oh, for sure. I would. What's his name? What's that guy's name? I don't. Oh, know. Oh, Lil Nems. Nems or whatever. The, the the street talk New York, yeah if, I I bet you Gorilla Nems Nems I would watch an alien show starring him where he is making contact <laughs> with an alien immediately hey, yo, Joe Byron hey, yo. <laughs> he's gonna get the a, 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 the Coney Island is gonna be the first point of contact for aliens and they're just gonna get fucking obliterated roast style Jeff Ross could never uh, type behavior Jeff Ross could you imagine Jeff Ross be alien they wouldn't even what if the royals are actually all aliens and they're protecting Dude, something in those queenly stop, eggs? Remember those, you know, stop. those jeweled mm. eggs? Bejeweled. Maybe that's, those are real ass eggs. And Can it's you bejewel? Hatch at the right time. They're reptilians. With the world eaters. Scary. I don't know. We don't know, y'all. Well, guys, what gave me joy this week? God, it's been a rough one. Um. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I went to the sauna kind of twice in one, kind of three times in one week. Okay. Yeah. The three times. Went, yeah. Yeah. To a couple different saunas. Wow. And I just am feeling Which ones? Good. Shout them out, man. Williamsburg Bathhouse, Evolve Fitness, Steam Room, and then last night, the Wall Street Baths. Wow. And uh, the Wall Street Baths, I think, is the goat. It's so sick. That's it the one that's feel underground? Like yeah, it's the one we went to. It's like it feels like you're in 1993 Manhattan. You know, I had a really bit of a panic attack last time I was in there. Yeah, the ceilings are a little low. It's, it's scary. I would like to have my birthday party there, but anyways, Aww. I'm feeling kind of reju- rejuvenated from the sauna. So thank you, God, for giving us heat. Treat yourself. Yes. Treat yourself. Self care. Treat yourself. Treat yourself and wetness. So Nate, what, what brought me joy, joy was. Well, as you know, we're um, Jack and I are part of the WGA. Eric is a fierce ally of the <laughs> Writers Guild, and yes. the Writers Guild, if you haven't, if you don't know, is on strike right now because the uh, because our contracts are just fucked up right now. Everything's fucked up with streaming. And they're getting like just more profits than ever and they're not sharing them. And it's just kind of like the writer profession is like, seems like it's dwindling if this is going to, you know, keep going on. And, uh, and I've been going out to strike and pick it at the Netflix, uh, lot here in Los Angeles. And, uh, it's just been fun to see like, how fucking fired up people are. Like, I feel like it's like the, the solidarity is like, is really inspiring to me. And, uh, it's been cool to see everyone come out and support. And I don't know. I feel like everyone is just like, like just so amped to get this thing, you know, get a fair contract, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, shout out to that. Shout out. Um, and my what gave me joy is kind of the opposite. 
I have been out here working for the AMPTP, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, trying to, to fight off these greedy-ass writers. Um, what happened is, and I'll tell it how it really happened if you're going to skirt around it like a fucking loser, dude. Basically, yeah, there's a three-year contract. Every three years, whatever the term they want to set on. And the writers, over the last couple contracts, they're pissed because they think, like, TV, we used to get so much money from residuals from the commercials, right? And then we went over to streaming. And what did the writers do? They were too stupid because they didn't realize that now all the revenue is going to be coming from a different source and they, they missed the bag and we got it. And now they're all pissed because Disney, Amazon, whatever, Netflix, Hulu, all were there to catch the coins when they fell out the Mario blocks and the writers were too busy being nerds because that's what they are <laughs> is they're nerds and they sit inside and then they smell weird and that's final. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm I, what I've been doing is I've been kind of going up to the, the picket lines, Jay Leno style with in my Maserati and I just kind of dump a bunch of Gatorade, sticky ass Coca-Cola all over the, all over the strikers. <laughs> um, I say suck it. And then I kind of, Go to the strip clubs for the rest of the day. and <laughs> For the rest of the day? I'm going to have the best summer of my life while y'all are out there sweating in the heat. I'm going to be having the best summer of my life. And then whenever I want, I'm going to go meet up with my AMPTP folks and say, sure, you can have a 2% raise for the next three years. Congrats. I have heard that uh, that I'm is sure like that a, was worth it, a bro. really nice community that you're a part of. Like they, they all Oh kind of yeah. Like, well, it's all young people now. It's all like a bunch of 20 year old Silicon Valley people. Like <laughs> the WGA people are all like these old heads. They don't get it. All they, all they know about is TV. They don't know about hitting a Coke blunt. A, co a blunt full of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's how the real one. Yo, man, is. this blunt is a hundred percent cocaine, dude. Yeah, you like Keith? Try crack, white ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, y'all, peace and love to the writers. Peace and love to the studios that are just trying to make movies and make stuff for us to watch and enjoy again. Yeah. I hope we can find a balance. Um. And we need God you in the talk, King Eric. Charles. I feel like you could I don't, really... I bring such calm to every situation. And passion. You're such a good mediator. And once that conflict's there, I res run the fuck out of there. <laughs> once there's any real tension, I say goodbye. I do. I say, later. Eric, we're going to get you on the picket lines in like a fucking Transformers mech suit. Oh, well, you know what we should do? We should put a link to the, the entertainment fund. If you want to donate, if you're feeling oh, yeah. in your heart of hearts to uh, donate to something, it's like this fund that helps out, you know, people that are affected by this strike um, and you can donate to it and, you know, feel good about yourself that you're helping out some people that are, you know, affected by this. So strike we'll put a link to it in the comments or in the whatever the show notes yep. section. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace, y'all. Well. That concludes another incredible fucking episode of Joy Tactics. Head over to patreon.com slash joytactics to unlock exclusive weekly bonus episodes. And make sure to follow us on social media where we post fire TikToks and hilarious shit like that. And if you loved the shit you just listened to make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening and remember, we are shaped by our thoughts, we become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves.